0: Homemade is the cinematic and profoundly intimate six-year journey with decorated force reconnaissance Marine Adam Sorensen as he navigates civilian life and the effects of post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and addiction on his marriage, family, and work. Durational and unflinching, the film uncovers a conflict between American ideals of success and personal well-being, igniting a crucial conversation about caring for our returning veterans and their families. And that is the premise, the backstory behind this terrific new film called Homemade. And we're joined today by one of the co-directors as well as the producer and editor of the film, and that would be Danielle Bernstein. Danielle, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. I also want to let our listeners know that the co-director, besides Danielle Bernstein, is uh, Jason Maris, and uh, he was he was director and director of photography on the film. Well, Danielle, let me uh, ask you uh, how you got to know um, Adam. How did you get to know Victoria, the, the Sorensons? Uh, how, how did this evolve into a documentary film?
1: Jason, the director of the film, he is uh, commercial photographer and has worked for the Marine Corps through the ad agency since 1994. So there's a long history and huge amount of respect for the Marines and everything they've done. And after 9/11, he started to. It was it was very. Uh, it affected him greatly. And um, you know it had been primarily peacetime up until that point, and he started to give back to. Re- To organizations that were helping returning combat veterans, and that just raised more questions than answers, and eventually wanted to develop an independent film. That's along the same time, the same timeline as when we met, and I have been making documentary films since 2006. We just started to do research and development, which I think that that is where the trust was really established. We didn't have a specific agenda in mind. We just wanted to understand, you know, what was happening durationally to people who had been in a blast. So we used the improvised explosive device or IED as a common denominator for everyone who we were interviewing. Um, and so we met Adam after actually working on a job at Camp Hamilton together. And someone said, Oh well in Georgia, one of our recon um, recon buddy is, you know, he's doing ranger school down in Columbus, Georgia. You should meet up with him. He was at a blast while we were in Afghanistan. And so we just reached out to Adam, told him what we were interested in doing and just understanding injury uh, and how it's affecting people over time. And so we met him at a time when he was still active duty, um, newly married, doing, doing very well, um, by standards of you know being able to do his job he was planning at that time to become an officer so in the film you do see him go through officer candidacy school he won like four of the five awards you can win and so just like the description of the film mentions, you know by all outward appearances he was just doing everything right and he's kind of on track to really do whatever in his career that he wanted to do. Um, And so we met him at that time. So we were just filming them as part of the development. And I think that Jason and I being a couple and also filming a couple, you know, I was able to connect with Victoria and hear, you know, understand more about where she was coming from. And we just checked in with them over the years. um, And that was where we decided actually focus on Adam was just because we continued to check in. Uh, We were filming other people, our executive producer, Noah Galloway. We were also filming his story. We had been talking to um, someone who was in road clearance in the Army. But uh, because we were involved with so many different aspects of each person's life, um, we got to know a lot of the people surrounding, you know, who were also working with and supporting each person. And Brad Colbert, who's in the film... He was Adam's master sergeant in Columbus, and Mm. he actually said that he had talked to Adam. It didn't seem like he was doing very well. And so just as friends and people who cared, uh, we went out to visit Adam and Victoria. And at that point, decided that with their permission, we were going to focus the film on what was happening. Because obviously something had changed in the year that Adam had been in school and not really, act, you know, actively doing his job every day, but really being more of a civilian. Um, so after Officer Candacy School, he had to go get a degree to actually commission hmm. to be an officer. Hmm. So he was just, you know, being a student. Right. And a year in, you really saw the effects of that transition to civilian life. Right.
0: Now, um, how long did this, uh, how long did you film over what period of time?
1: So we met them in 2012, and, I mean, we filmed until... The credits include some footage from 2019.
0: Okay. And how many deployments did Adam go on? in? Uh, it was in it was, Afghanistan, right?
1: Yeah, he deployed three times in his career. Um, his last deployment was Afghanistan
0: 2010. And what is that like when you're gone from sort of as a general project, you know, you're you know, you're involved in their lives as a sort of other other parts it's not a film about them. You're going you're making that transition from hey, we're documenting a lot of different other people and you know different aspects of these issues to now we're going to focus on you because I would assume that that changes the dynamic in some ways. It sort of puts some Internal and external pressure on all sides to go to make that switch is—is is that a, a fair assessment?
1: I think over time, yeah, it does for sure change the dynamic.
0: But well, be, I say that because. Because we're talking about issues of you know post-traumatic stress disorder and and other and brain injuries and things like that, so to go from part of a general, if you will, if this was a clinical study, to suddenly now you're the focus, would indicate to me if I'm the subject thinking, oh my God, they must think there's really something more dramatic in in my in my life than maybe I even perceive.
1: I think, I mean, I think their life got pretty dramatic, yeah, okay, um, okay. but there was a couple of different things going on. So, I mean, Jason and my intention was to understand what was happening mm-hmm. to people who were transitioning. It became clear that the transition from Adam doing his job every day, you know, training rangers, being a recon marine, to becoming a student, something in that space like really went haywire. Yeah. Um and you know it's it's complicated. It's definitely not just one thing. And so trying to understand what was going on, I mean, we would go and film with them sometimes because we wanted to be there for a certain event and other times because they actually called us. I mean, knowing that we would have cameras in our hands, we were a part of their support system. Mm-hmm. That became an integral part of a very difficult time in their life because they knew we had witnessed it already. Um, not many people knew exactly what was going on, and we weren't—we had no agenda and timeline of when we were going to like put out a film, and we were open to not putting out a film, mm-hmm. um, to just documenting it because it's something that needs to be understood. At a deeper level, and um, there's a lot of just kind of pasting over, looking at symptoms and prescribing medication, and you know maybe this this would be an opportunity to really understand how someone who was so high performing while doing their job really started to flounder in such an extreme way yeah. when they transitioned to civilian role. Yeah. Um. And we knew we knew from statistics and you know reading books and talking to other people that this transition is a you know kind of a mystery point because it's not really anybody's territory specifically within like the DoD or the VA or the you know no one is like the transition department. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it gets very murky with all of the nonprofits and. Yeah. When you're in the middle of something like you see Adam and Victoria in the middle of, it's not very easy to know like which way's up or how to reach out for help, and so we became part of that that support system. But we were very clear that we weren't going to do anything to hurt his career or either of their reputation or lives going forward. So, regardless of what happened on camera or what happened in general, we tried to just. Be as objective as possible, which was very difficult. It was a very fine line to walk. So we would we would go and visit and film, and then leave for a while and let life happen as it as it does. Um, we did record a lot of phone calls during the times that we were gone, and in the times when they were struggling the most, I mean, we we contacted them often just to check in and make sure everything was okay. I
0: mean, it was
1: very. It was a trying time, yeah. I think, for yeah. everyone, We're worried, Yeah,
0: you know? Yeah. Um, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the uh, co-director, uh, Danielle Bernstein, uh, as well as Jason Maris, who's not with us, is the other director of the uh, film Homemade. And uh, Danielle, in addition to being the co-director, is also a producer and editor of the film. And between you and Jason, it certainly looks like this was you did the... Uh, the bulk of the work on making this film as he was a, also the DP on the film as well. I'm You shot some as well. So uh, yeah. well,
1: uh, really it was, I have to say it was really Jason, myself and Ace Harney, who was also a co-producer in the sound and assistant camera. I mean, yeah. we kept the team the same, uh, primarily the same the whole time. And um, he was a huge part of, actually making it all happen very and good as successful as it was so i don't want to forget ace i think that the trust initially too for adam to open up the way that he did is jason's history with the marine corps yeah um and we had something at stake too because that was one of our clients and so i mean i think that that went a long way yeah. in also understanding where adam was coming from and what he's experienced in training what kind because Jason has photographed every piece
0: of the training process, basically. Well, I want to focus on a couple of things here that I I think are really important. And and some of the things visually we see in the film. I haven't done a lot to describe sort of the backstory behind Adam and Victoria. They uh, started dating, uh, and within five days or five dates, I can't remember exactly, uh, they were talking about getting married. So they had a very compressed relationship in that regard they 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 did get married now help me on in the timeline adam had been in that in that incident in afghanistan before or after he got married to victoria
1: before so he he met her he was in a blast in october of 2010 and came home actually arrived home in december and then he had already Actually, maybe it wasn't exactly five days. I don't. I can't remember the exact timeline. But he had. He had. He met her after the blast. He returned home, and met Victoria at a bar while he was on some leave. And then in the spring, got transferred to Georgia. Mm. And I think that it was the transfer to Georgia and you know a very new and passionate love. They got married really fast yeah. in that time period. Somewhere between October. You know, the blast happening at the end of October and the next spring. Then that summer of 2011, they got married. They actually like had a ceremony at um, Adam's parents'
0: house. Okay, because in that period of time, we see Adam at the beginning of the film, and he's like one of these ultra-athletes, right? He's He does everything. He is in a remarkable physical condition. He takes care of himself. There's all kinds of footage of him doing some pretty cool stuff (laughs) as the film moves forward we see him begin right before our eyes to sort of physically deteriorate we were watching him sort of uh, not only uh, physically unravel but emotionally psychologically unravel and in this blast that we're talking about that occurred in afghanistan one of his um team members one of the people in his squad loses their legs and he is wounded, uh, Adam is wounded. So this is where we we get in, in talking about post-traumatic stress disorder and a traumatic brain injury. So these where these things begin to play out in his life. We're talking about the documentary film, Homemade. And if you want to know more about the film, uh, HomemadeTheFilm.com. HomemadeTheFilm.com is where you can find out about the film, where it will be screening and information of, of that sort. The beauty of this film is that we're seeing at a very, very intimate level how things are unraveling. I think one of the strengths of Homemade is that it is real (laughs) in that Mm -hmm. the sense that the deterioration and then the occurrences of progress being made and then the backsliding and the back and forth that happen in the course of the telling of this story feels so... Completely authentic, and I think it really distinguishes this film in a way that it really pulls you in. I don't know if I have a question, I just an observation, Danielle, on on the accomplishment that that homemade is, and I think it's important to acknowledge that, because for a lot of a lot of people, they they want a happy ending, and I'm not saying there isn't some version of that in the film. But it's not going to take you exactly where you are might be hoping it will go. I don't know. Speak for every list, every viewer, but it it certainly it plays out the way it's actually happening in real time and in real life.
1: Yeah, and I think that I think that the intention was to show that, and I hope that we accomplished it. But to show that everyone has chapters. You know, and, and sometimes the dark chapter, chapters, they get smaller and smaller as life goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you see Adam and Victoria kind of like come out on the other side of all of it. And I mean, today, I think that they're both doing really well. I'm excited that at the we're going to be having our world premiere at the GI Film Festival on September 25th. And both Adam and Victoria will be sitting on the panel together. Being able to see them on the other side, they're remarried. You know, they are doing really well and definitely learned a lot of lessons and things about themselves and I think that actually seeing them in person and then being able to speak to you know how they were able to heal Mm -hmm. is a really amazing dynamic um, after watching the film. Life isn't always super simple and you can't tie it up (laughs) with a bow at the end of every story and I think specifically when talking about mental health I think maintaining good, healthy practices is something that we all have to do to stay healthy. It's not something that just in We have to keep working at being better versions of ourselves.
0: Absolutely, and you're right. While this is focused on the acute problem of post-traumatic stress disorder, which uh, affects, I've heard studies that say up to 30% of people coming out of the military are directly impacted by post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, Whatever the number is, it's too many. And it's under the circumstances that these soldiers are placed in, it's also understandable. So we have to figure out ways not only to address that, but also uh, traumatic brain injury, which happens in combat, I'm sure, on a regular basis. And, And especially in the world we live in today, where there are very few real battlefields any longer, and the stress of being in a, in a mixed civilian population and uh, in an urban center or in a village, and all of the stress that comes along with trying to figure out who the bad guys are you're supposed to be shooting at, all of these things, it would in- impact anyone's mental health, and you're absolutely right. But mental health in general, as you said, is something that we should all be focused on in terms of making ourselves yeah better people. So this is, a, this is a sort of a hyper version of that idea and how important it is. But nonetheless, it's always going to be important. So,
1: Yeah, I think, and I also think that um, the film points out that it's a combination of things. You know, it's not just post-traumatic stress, but also traumatic brain injury. We have shown it to doctors trying to point out that history of the patient is also a really important aspect to how you treat an individual, that is where I think that integrated approaches to post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury or addiction, I mean, there's there's not, you can't really just put Band-Aid on any of those things. We are huge advocates for integrated healthcare, where you're looking at lifestyle, history of the patient, if there's prescriptions needed, that they're looked at as something that's not a lifetime subscription, right? You know what can you do, and what do you need to be doing in your life to to actually heal the whatever it is that you're going through, and then also mentorship and connection is a huge part of people's success yeah. in this space. And so, yeah. I don't think that anyone can really do it alone. Uh, so that is another. That's another aspect. So our Impact and Outreach campaign just looks at all the different options and how to find, if you can't be an advocate for yourself, how to ask someone to help you advocate. Um, But I think that it's just, it's a story that's way too common where, you know, Adam wasn't hiding and saying, oh, I don't need help. He was out there trying to get help. And it just kept leading him down a very particular kind of help, which was with prescriptions. It wasn't
0: working. Well, I can tell you there's a scene in the film where he's laying out the different drugs. There's a couple of actually a couple of scenes in the film where he's putting out the prescriptions that he's he's been uh, prescribed. And I can tell you, it is just it mind boggling to watch him, you know, not only put those bottles out there, but also describe. Not only what the drugs are, but what the impact on him is, and it's horrifying when you're at a point where you're taking medication to counteract the effect of the other medication, and then you're taking more drugs. That it you are in a you're in a bad spiral. I understand medication. I'm not trying to you know uh, denigrate the impact and the the positive impact that these some of these prescription drugs can have. But that was ridiculous, what he was going through and what, what his body and his mind must have been experiencing with all of the prescription drugs that he was taking. That was horrifying to me to watch. And, it
1: is, and I think it's way too com- I mean, it's, it's not that uncommon,
0: unfortunately. Right, right. So there's there. I want to let people know the film, again, is homemade. And in addition to finding, you can go to homemadethefilm.com. You can find out about the film, the filmmakers, and where it's going to be screening. You can host a screening, but there are also links to education, there are links to ways in which you can take action. If you, as you said, Danielle, of someone who is hurting, dealing with things like that, there are there are resources for people to pursue. So there's there's that's important and that, that web your website will help sort of steer people towards hopefully finding help if they need it. Again, the film's world premiere is coming up on at the GI Film Festival on September 25th. That's in San Diego is where it will be screening, appropriate, since there is such a heavy uh, um, representation of military in San Diego. That's great. October 10th, it'll be screening at the Nashville Film Festival, o- October 21st at the New Orleans Film Festival. So it's, it's got on its festival run, and hopefully we'll see it in theaters at some point down the line.
1: Yeah, we, we are planning a November small theatrical release, and so I can let you know those days later. But we'll, we'll definitely be in D.C., hopefully um, Atlanta, L.A., Portland, uh, I'm not sure exactly where we're going to be, but we'll be releasing those soon on our website.
0: Fantastic. Your film production company is called Clear Films, uh, but you can find out more about this film at homemadethefilm.com, and that's that's a great place to start. And I, I really uh, cannot underscore enough just how intimate and raw and engaging this film is. It is, it is about primarily about two people but it's also the collateral relationships that are impacted by what's happening to Adam and what's happening to Victoria and they're two very engaging people intelligent well-meaning uh, I'm sure there was very difficult times for them but they seemed at some level to always respect one another even if they weren't they even they even though they were going through some difficult, Things together and separately as well, so uh, it's it's a it's a terrific film experience, and um, I, I thank you for that, and thank you for for spending some time with us today.
1: Thanks so much. It was a pleasure, and hope to see some people at the San Diego screening.
0: Yes, yes. Once again, we've been speaking with the co-director. Uh, Danielle Bernstein she is also the editor and producer the uh, co-director Jason Maris is a director as well as DP and you mentioned Ace Harney who we will mention him again as co-producer in sound but Danielle thank you so much again for your time here today on Film School Radio.
1: Thanks so much Mike.